Hello, and welcome back to Tell's Podcast. Hello, Andrew. Hello. I'm not happy about this closet situation. <sighs> not at all. You're not? No. Yeah. Who can we? Who should we blame for this? Andrew. Why is that? Mimi. Why? Because I let you be in charge of getting new microphones. <laughs> bad, bad move. Big mistake. So I guess it falls on me. We don't have new microphones yet. We are back in the closet recording Tell's podcast. On one microphone. On one microphone. We're, we were making progress, but then... But then we busted the main event. Now we're back to crumbs. <laughs> now we're back to crumbs? Mm -hmm. I didn't think I've heard that one before. Yeah, we are... Or Busto. <laughs> so this week was pretty odd. Was it? Yeah, for a number of reasons. Because you traveled and I had the apartment to myself, which is very odd. No, because there were two earthquakes we almost died in. Yes, that Not is also Not really true. died in, but I experienced, what, second and third earthquake uh -huh. ever? The first one happened while I was in an Airbnb in Los Angeles, California. I couldn't understand why the bed was shaking. And... Yep, you were freaked out until I comforted you. <laughs> Told you everything was going to be okay. You didn't know that. It could I have did. been the big one. Nah, I don't think there is going to be a big one. I'm going on record. Okay. <laughs> there was. I was watching this video this morning from this Japanese climatologist sure i don't know if that was his actual title but he says that big earthquakes usually happen every 130 years okay and the last one happened in 1617 or something like that so we are 2x due <laughs> okay for a massive earthquake because mm. we haven't had one so is that like video poker is yeah it like when you get due when you're in a royal flush drought <laughs> He said we we're playing Russian roulette with Mother Nature. He should have said we we're playing video poker here with Mother Nature. <laughs> and we haven't hit a royal in thousands of hands. I don't think that would be like royal flush <laughs> type thing, baby. Well, uh, climate change, you know, it's all uh, it's all uh, a farce anyway. So what does he know? Just kidding. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe we are due for the big one. But um, the first one that you were talking about in the Airbnb, that was like my, I don't know, fifth or sixth earthquake. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So. You lived in LA for how long? Five years? Four years. Four, four and years? a half years. So in four years, you had like four or five earthquakes? Something like that. Maybe even more. Hmm. Yeah. I was pretty chuffed about the fact that Vegas didn't, you know, wasn't in the line of natural disasters yeah we're supposed to be nice and safe here it turns out no we're at high risk especially being in the uh you know not on the ground floor here yeah that was scarier because you like how do you get down so many flights of stairs do yeah. you take the stairs do you take the lift do you just stay in your apartment like what exactly are you supposed to do i think you're supposed to get down on the floor and cry mm. okay that's what i did <laughs> no, actually, I ran all the way downstairs for the second one, which I don't think you're supposed to do that either. I think you're just supposed to get on your, get, yeah, like get low to the ground and cover your head. 
Okay, so what about we come to an agreement on what we're going to do, maybe, if we experience another one? Because I was not prepared. I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. This We didn't have earthquakes in South Africa. Mm-hmm. How about we take off all of our clothes and we grab onto each other? So then if if we do die, people will be like, oh, at least they went happily. <laughs> no? Okay. We could... <laughs> I don't know what we should do. <laughs> <laughs> At least they went happily. Yeah. So the people that are that find us, you know, they're left with a happy mental thing going on. You'll probably be eating hummus. <laughs> no. So <laughs> eating hummus. Yeah. That's like your favorite thing to eat. Because you can tell I just was eating it yeah. just before this podcast. <laughs> you always have hummus bread. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, a, it's a delicious low fat snack. What do you want? <laughs> so anyway, that happened. Uh you were traveling, you went to LA. How was LA? LA was so lovely. Except that I was still a little bit unsettled From by the whole earthquake thing. Yeah. Because I you know, you get to LA and you feel the breeze that does not exist in Las Vegas, that like nice, cool evening breeze. Mm-hmm. I went to see some friends in LA and it was nice to just catch up and chill in the breeze. I also went to Cinespia, which is the movies in the park in LA, Okay. except they hold it at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked somebody if the buried bodies minded that we were there, just mm-hmm. like having a good time. Who did you ask? Uh, just some random person as we were walking down to go <laughs> get a... <laughs> what was their input on that? They said, yeah, I think they, they enjoy mind. the company. Oh, they like they don't. They don't mind. They enjoy the company. Are they still burying people in that cemetery? I don't know. I would think so. How yeah. else are they keeping it up with Sinespia tickets? That and families paying for the current for people the that are upkeep? buried there. Yeah. No, I don't no. think that's a thing, is it? I don't know. Well, we have to think about it now since we might die in an earthquake. So we <laughs> might have to think about where we'll be buried. We'll, be, we'll just be buried under the rubble of this building. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you were also very worried about me being alone here in the earthquakes by, all by myself while you were out partying in LA. <laughs> <laughs> I was not partying. <laughs> Taking in film. Uh, yeah, so that was really fun. And then we experienced the second earthquake on Friday, right? Friday? Sounds right. Yeah. So that was unsettling. I mean, the visit to LA was great. Um, the drive was good. But yeah, just a little unsettled from just like quaking. Yeah, pretty, un- pretty unsettling here. I decided I didn't want to be in the building for a while after that second one. I drove out to Summerlin and just sat there for a little while. <laughs> Contemplated life. Did you regret moving us here? Because in Summerlin, we wouldn't be so many floors up. That's right, but totally fine. Life goes on, doesn't it? Unless it's the big one, then well, life just ends. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't even want to think about it. We will rebuild. We will, yeah, but we have to, I guess, take precautions. We don't even have that much room. Where are we going to keep water and stuff, like and extra snacks? What do you mean? You will eat it all, first of all. <laughs> like if we're like locked in the apartment or something? What do you mean extra snacks? Yeah, they said you have to have like food provisions. Like what if the building, you know, like 
pieces collapse on you or whatever and then you can't get out you should have extra like water and some food okay people send skittles we have to go we gotta build up our provisions anyway grateful to be here so yeah that was weird weird week i guess you're right as you said do you think that the earthquake affected your main event nope <laughs> in what sense your emotional state nope how how would it it just take one hand at a time you know each decision at a time not really thinking about anything in the moment of a hand you're not than... thinking what happened at the rio you weren't there apparently people ran out mm -hmm. yeah the uh both the first and second earthquakes happened during days I was not there. Oh, okay. So what do you think, what happens if you just run out, like, mid-hand? <laughs> that actually happened, I think. I yeah, think that's what I mean. Like, instance. so what, what happens to your chips or the counts or the reset? What do you do? Like, they reset the play? I think for the one thing that I saw on Twitter where some dude, like, three-bet a hand and then ran out the door or something... <laughs> <laughs> and his opponent stayed there i think i'm not sure of the details exactly but they kept the hand going they didn't kill any of the hands you know That's... when the guy eventually came back the hand was still going poker is ruthless <laughs> yeah it looked like it was kind of chaotic over there with like some people running out some people just staying at the table lots of shaking going on because there's all the like the rig that's above the tables that oh, holds the security, you know, security cameras and lights and everything that was all like swaying pretty big time. It's all like, you know, directly above everybody. So that's pretty freaky probably. Yeah. So I was happy to not be a part of that, I guess. Uh, but yeah, eventually people settle down and poker goes on. I, I think they took an earthquake break for like 40 minutes or something. Yeah. You know, there's like dinner break, there's earthquake break. What do you think is most frightening? Like, which disaster would you definitely not want to be a part of? Probably a tornado. Oh, yeah. That used to be your dream all the time. Yeah. I don't like, want any part of that. Like, if you were in a downswing, you'd have tornado dreams, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, tornadoes, like, they happen in the Midwest and I guess, like, in parts of Michigan, but never, like, where I was. So it was always, like, this ominous, like, thing that I never actually saw. Mm. Uh, but you know, there we'd get like tornado warnings and there's like this siren, uh, you would hear the have. siren from your house. Yeah. Ah, okay. So then no wonder you're terrified of <laughs> yeah, tornadoes. Always, you never, it was ever... like this thing that was coming, but never, never came. Yeah. Oh, so like maybe if I saw one and actually like lived through it or whatever, you know, unscathed, then it would be less terrifying than something that like never the, actually comes to you. But like it always... the earthquakes. Like you lived through earthquakes in LA yeah. and you were like, oh, okay, right. I'm still here. Exactly. So yeah, tornadoes for me. What about you? Floods. Yeah. I think the worst is like drowning. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so yeah, main event happened and it's still happening without me. For some reason, surprisingly, it carries on without me. I would have thought they'd just cancel the <laughs> tournament after I busted. <laughs> but no, it goes on. Yeah. How do you feel about the main event and how your main event shook out? Pretty disappointing just because I felt like both my tables had a decent amount of recreational players and there's so much play that, you know, there's two hour levels. So you start with a ton of chips, like 300 big blinds or something, and 
should just give you plenty of time to just kind of sit back and just not make not make mistakes which i think i did i don't think i made like any major mistakes but just nothing really went my way mm-hmm. you start with sixty thousand in chips i think my high point was like sixty-eight thousand or something like that not for very long just lose a hand lose a hand lose a hand win a small one lose a hand mm. on and on for not even a day and a half so now what happens? Is World Series done for you or are you going to still fire at some tournaments? What What I, is the plan? I sort of feel like I have a responsibility to get back in there while it's still here. I remember main event being like the end of the WSOP. Except now they've tacked on like 10 other events. I saw there was a bracelet winners event. I'm like, let the bracelet winners just enjoy their money they don't want to give any any bit of it back to you wsop they uh they made that event rake free actually somebody was like why would i want to play against a bunch of other players that probably know what they're doing right that's what i mean i was like why just let them keep their money it's like (laughs) let me just get another let me get that 20 how much is it like 2500 or something i think it's 1500 it's like let me get a little bit of that winning that you got back from me (laughs) I didn't get but it. yeah, they're, so they're so the, the WSOP isn't isn't making money off of that event. I think they might be taking something for the like the dealer appreciation thing, whatever the hell it is, but not taking the usual rake. If you're a bracelet winner, would you want to play in a in an event like that? No. Why do you think they came up with that idea to have? A- well, it's always they're always looking for different ways to spur interest, you know, and be creative or try to be creative. And that's about it. So when does the main event end? I don't know. I think it goes for like eight days. So today is day 2C. Oh. So we still got a lot, lot way. A lot. A lot of way. <laughs> we still got a long way to go. How many entrants did they get? You know, like the biggest I number don't know. of entrants. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I, should, I, should, I, I didn't know you were going to be asking me all these questions. This is the Tells podcast on poker hmm. and love. Okay. I'm supposed to know about the WSOP events. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can <laughs> look it up right now. But the thing is that people are still buying in on today. So I don't have an actual answer because you could buy in on day two. You said you couldn't buy in. You can't rebuy. You can, for this first time ever, buy into day two. So how many chips are you getting? Same 60,000. But blinds are obviously higher. Right. And when you start at day one. Is that a smart thing to do? To buy in on day two? No. <laughs> that is not a smart thing to do. Because there's so many recreational players in this tournament that I think you want to have maximum time with them before they punt away their chips to somebody else. To so a better that, player. That time is on the day one. Yeah. You want to maximize that time with them. That's my theory. Maybe some maybe there's counter theories. Maybe okay. it's such a long haul that you minimize your time in the event and you avoid burnout. Yeah, I don't know. Because you have to play into like day four before you make the money. Right. So if you cut out that whole day one, then that's good 10 hours that other people played that you didn't, that you were resting peacefully in your bed <laughs> looking at Instagram. No, disturbed by the earthquake. Yes. Huh, that's interesting. Do you know anybody who bought in? That we can interview and ask? Uh, Yeah, one person. Tell me their name. Big Al. Uh, he lives in LA, usually plays PLO. He deals sometimes. So, yeah, that's going on without me. 
I'm sorry. That's okay. Life goes on. Uh, kind of disappointing, like I said. But what can you do other than move on to the next thing in life? Mm. What's the next thing in life? Cash games, tournaments, until World Series is over. And then doing a couple of meetup games out of town. Going to Florida. Meetup game on the 24th at the Isle Casino in Pompano. Uh, the 30th at Maryland Live. A couple things on the calendar, but the usual grind. And then we need to fire up the second channel, more importantly than all those things. It's been two weeks of darkness. What do you think the people who are subscribed to this channel are thinking right now? We're going to remind everybody who forgot about us that the videos are a go. And they're in the inbox if they subscribe. And it's going to be great. The second channel. Got a good feeling about it. We'll see. If you're in charge of the microphone still, we'll <laughs> see. Oh, somebody said they had a dream about us. Scott. This crazy dream. Okay, someone's, someone's dreaming about us? He says that I just awoke or was awoken from a rather interesting dream in which you were both apart. Don't worry, nothing illicit. Along with Brad Owen, and of course, it involved poker. You were hosting a home game in which all the profit from the players was to be donated to charity. Andrew is such a philanthropist, he <laughs> says in brackets. I'll spare you the lion's shares of the detail, but I was up a rather healthy amount when it was decided that it, this would be the last hand of the night. We played a double board, big O hand. What's a big O hand? Five card Omaha high low. Okay. Where all 10 cards played towards the best hand. Oh, there he just explains it. Sorry, Scott. The board ran out with quad kings on the board, no aces, and no straight or royal flush draws. So if you're simply holding an ace, you have the nuts. Well, Brad checks, I bet 45, Boosie calls, and then Andrew lobs in a $500 chip for a raise. Brad goes into the tank for over 10 minutes, at which point Boosie gets mad at Andrew for being a bully and trying to push everyone out. So my question is, is Andrew a bully at the smallest stakes? Also, why is Brad such a nit? You either have the ace or you don't. So <laughs> this is Scott's dream. <laughs> I don't think that's right. If we're playing Big O, I don't think that makes a lot of sense. Unless I'm, But unless it's I'm a dream. Yeah, but in Big O, <laughs> if there's quads on the board, you, you can only play three of those, those kings. And then the best two-card hand in your hand wins. Not four kings on the board and one ace in your hand. So it would be three kings. And then if someone has like ace queen, that might be good. But if someone has like pocket jacks in their hand, that'd be a full house. Mm. So just just clarifying your dream here. This dream poker hand (laughs) ruling needs to be made. So is Andrew a bully at smallest stakes? Yeah, of course. You are. If I can be. Yeah. If they'll let me be. What does a bully at lower stake mean? Uh, I guess like if people are playing timid with um, hands that are not the nuts and they're folding hands that are like medium to medium high strength mm. and they are not playing back at me at like my bets and raises and stuff then and they're just folding, then yeah, I'll do that. Bully them? Sure. Is that why you sit with like massive stacks? Uh, like a big stack. No, I just don't think. I think I'm probably gonna make less mistakes than 
uh, a recreational player with at that stack depth and if i can maximize my my edge over them for the most amount of money then that's what i want to do so to get that straight you are hosting these meetup games <laughs> yes and then bullying people no usually not people so i'm almost always or i pretty much am always uh vlogging the meetup games and people like usually to try and make the vlog and they usually aren't going to make the vlog by folding mm. and so it makes it a little bit tough for me to do anything along those lines at the meetup games so do you but i still try sometimes you do sure 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 and is brad in it yes brad <laughs> if you're listening unless you get him drunk on like nine ipas that <laughs> <laughs> is the opposite of a knit so he splashes around oh yeah. yeah yeah now you know the secret but it takes him a while to get through nine ipas so, <laughs> <laughs> so you might be burked by catch, that time catch him at the tail end of the night <laughs> <laughs> just watch now there'll be nobody at the meetup games early on only like at the end of the <laughs> yeah. night waiting for brad <laughs> yeah. we'll have two games at 3 p.m at the south point and we'll have 23 games <laughs> by 10 30. but yeah not everyone's gonna get to pay, play with brad anyway so or you know like he might have moved from that table mm -hmm. by the time you come if you come late so yeah. don't come late just feed him as many shots as you can possibly get down when you see him <laughs> okay <laughs> okay and then we got some feedback from seth last week we talked about twitter filtering mm -hmm. um and seth says hey guys uh busi you were talking about a lack of control over the main twitter feed i use the list feature to exercise greater control i have one for news poker etc it shows you the posts of the people you add to those lists in chronological order and doesn't throw in all the extras of the main twitter feed mm -hmm. do you use lists i don't use lists would you like the concoction of like high low high low high low <laughs> i don't know i probably should do something some sort of maintenance like that but i found that even when i go to twitter to look for something uh like the u.s women's soccer uh they just won the the title then you know it'll bring up some story about how donald trump is in a tiff with the uh, the captain of the team and then I start reading about of the Donald. woman's team. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I start reading about politics, and then I start reading about blah blah blah. So it's hard, no matter what you do. I think. Okay. I Unless you just only have poker lists and you only stick to that, then I could. But that's the thing too. Even if it's just a poker list, people are multifaceted. So a poker player will talk about whatever. That's right. You know, from time to time. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it is a good way to filter. I have personally. 90% given up on Twitter. It's a lot. But thanks yeah. for the tip, Seth. You're if I ever go back to Twitter, then I will use lists. You're 90% done with Twitter? Yeah, for sure. Are the 10% the cats and dogs tweets that I send you? Yeah, that's the, probably the only reason I keep my Twitter account. Do straight. you like those tweets that I send you? About cute, mm. cute cats and dogs things? Sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah, sometimes. Not all the time? No. <laughs> Sometimes things that you think are really cute are not cute for everybody. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're extremely cute, as a matter of fact. Every single one of them? Yes. A hundred percent. 
I'll just double tap it. <laughs> Do whatever you want. Okay. Um, I think that's it, right? Is that is all it? we have time for? Do you have anything else? What do you think about long form Instagram captions? It's good. Mm-hmm. I think it's good if you if that's how you need to express yourself. These platforms are for self expression. I'm probably not reading your long form Instagram caption though. If your photo sucks, mine in particular. Or I'm just people's? anybody. Mine. I read it because I was like, "What's he talking about?" <laughs> I don't have anything against long form Instagram captions. Um. <laughs> They, but you, don't you think we, sorry to interrupt, but don't you think it's like a better way to uh, connect and express than these snippets of, you know, glimpses into people's lives that is, you know, overwhelmingly positive? What are you talking about? A sad long form caption? People write happy long form captions too. Sure. But, well, the problem with Instagram, the main problem is that it's like, just a highlight reel and people put filters on things to make it look all beautiful and everything and it's like just a super small sliver of someone's life in reality so then a long form caption can maybe like tell a more complete story if they they would have to choose to do that though so who knows if they would but yeah, that's in general a- if they do choose to do so maybe it's a good thing what do you mean so do you think that people should post more long form captions yeah ain't nobody got time for that oh, come on do whatever make you feel good. If <laughs> writing long form captions makes you feel like you're more connecting connected to people, then fine, whatever. I might read it, I might not. It's Do you just find like... yourself comparing yourself to other people? No. You don't? What's your secret? Instagram's not that serious. Yeah, First but... of all, I think the secret is to follow like a shit ton of these so called influencers. Cause their lives are so outrageous. That there's no comparison anyway. So you should follow them? Yes, you should follow them. Because <laughs> okay. then you realize how unreal Instagram is. And then you <laughs> just carry on with your life. Yeah, but they're real people. So what? So like, if this is like what they do for a living and stuff. Like they're actually up there like really doing those things. And I know how much work it takes. And yeah. if I wanted to do that amount of work for photos and whatever else that they do every day, then that potentially could be my life mm-hmm. but it's what about, not what about what about off instagram what about just like other people that you know of? i used to a lot and how do you what changed oh that's such a good question actually because i found i was cleaning up my phone yeah. the other day and i found a note that i'd written to myself in like 2012 or okay something like this that. sounds very staged that we planned this, but we didn't. Oh, I can search here. Jealousy is caused by not being clear and knowing exactly what you want. So you're in a perpetual state of chasing other people's dreams. Okay. So this was like the revelation that I had. Because if I want to be a chef, no model will ever make me feel bad because I know that that's what I want. No mm-hmm. model life will ever make me feel bad. No car racer's life would ever make me feel bad because I'm so engrossed in like chasing this chef dream okay. that is mine that I cultivated. And like, I was like, oh yeah, I have this and this potential strength. Maybe let's see if I. So doesn't Gordon Ramsay make you seethe with jealousy? No, definitely not. Because <laughs> he's doing so well. 
Yeah, okay. <laughs> but that's if I'm trying to be Gordon Ramsay. Why am I trying to be him when I can be myself? Yeah, that's, I think, the uh, end goal or perfect mindset. Agree. But how do you, it's harder, to, it's easier to say that than it is to, to live it. it. Sure. But that's why you have to come back to your dream. Mm-hmm. The way you want to live your life is not like anybody else wants to live their life. Sure. I and mean, sure, I think. You get what you want out of Instagram. If you want to sit there and like go, I wish that was my life, then that's what you're going to get. Like sadness. I think when I was younger, for sure, I felt like, oh, I wish I could go on that holiday. And I wish I could, I don't know, maybe have that job or something. What about you? Do you feel jealous of other people? Sure. And then what? You remind yourself that it's a highlight reel? Jealousy, you took a nap this afternoon. <laughs> I have to watch you sleep every single day of my life. So please, <laughs> do you think I'm not jealous? Was I snoring this morning? Uh, a little bit. What are your thoughts on long-form captions? Well, I like writing, first of all. So mm. I like them. And uh, it's just nice, like I said, to have people maybe give a more complete uh, thought or expression rather than just uh, a snapshot literally, which is what an Instagram photo is, and put a filter on it and whatnot. So I have this terrible habit. I don't know if it's terrible, but I guess it saved me in the world of Instagram where I just fill in things. So if you just give me a snapshot, I'm going to fill in all the other things, and it's not always going to be perfect, so that's fine. I mean, that's a pretty cool uh, trick that you can do. Do you know what I mean? Like I look at... So, like, when you see a photo, you imagine, like, all the work that went into putting that together? Absolutely. Like, well, how you got there, that you had to sit in a shitty middle seat, probably, because, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, all the things. And maybe you lost your bag. And, like... So, how did you learn to do that? I don't know. My brain just works like that. It well, works in, like, the filling in, because I think I was too shy to ask questions when I was younger. So, then... I just filled in the blanks myself. Well, you're pretty lucky because a lot of people don't think about all those things or don't know about those things. Write long captions, my friend. <laughs> okay. Just write your long captions. I'm going to. Maybe I'll do a week of long, of long form captions on Instagram. All right. That's probably all the time we have. You can't base what you put out in the world on what other people like or don't like. I don't write long form captions. Will mm-hmm. I ever write long form captions? Maybe next week I start writing long-form captions. Like, Instagram is not that serious. Okay. So just do whatever you want. Like, if you want to write long-form captions, do it. If you don't want to write long-form captions, don't write long-form captions. There's room for everybody to just... Yeah. But if you're on Instagram feeling sorry for yourself, do remember that it's just a highlight reel of somebody's life. Thanks. Better tip. Thank you so much for listening to the Tells podcast. And if it just had stayed on audio, we wouldn't have let the people down. Mm -hmm. But somebody wanted to start a brand new channel (laughs) two weeks before the main event. (laughs) Before the WSOP. Um, So if you like this podcast, please, please subscribe. Share it with your friends. Leave us a comment on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast. And until next week. Yeah, we'll see you next week and hopefully on video form.
Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye.